You're looking live, ladies and gentlemen, at Ripples in Time, the Kindred podcast brought to you by the Show Mission. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. As well as our other co-hosts. Introduce yourselves, starting with the Lady A. <laughs> the Lady A is your girl, Ariel, the green hair bombshell, here and present and ready to discuss. And Charlin here, Charlie Brownskin, uh, Lilith Trimble. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going to, to get into it indeed, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as we are continuing our review of Kindred, the Octavia Butler adaptation that is streaming, streaming on Hulu by way of FX. I don't know exactly how that's all working. It's all Hulu. Go to Hulu. Kindred's there. We're reviewing episodes five and six tonight episodes five which is winnie episode six which is titled celeste and just just to let you know ladies and gentlemen we changed our format this week we are reviewing this show in totality so we are reviewing the show we're reviewing the show is as it compares to the book we um we are giving thoughts right off the top. So alert if you haven't seen the episodes, definitely, definitely do not want to listen to our little review. If you haven't read the book, feel free to listen to the review. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just do whatever. As you will find, it doesn't matter. You'll be as surprised as we were. <laughs> doesn't matter. All right, so. I'm going to start by reading the synopsis of, of both episodes. Episode yes. number five, Winnie, Dana, and Kevin are protagonists. By themselves back on the farm, a confrontation with Olivia makes Dana reevaluate her purpose. Kevin must find a way to explain his mysterious turn, return to the Whaley family. That is the synopsis from IMDb for... Episode 5, Winnie. The synopsis for Celeste, the sixth episode, goes as follows. The enslaved population faces unforeseen consequences from Dana's well-meaning actions. Margaret's search for Rufus's future wife finds Kevin drawn deeper into the family trial. All right. That, the synopsis... <laughs> For episodes five and six, yeah. we're going to kick this off. We started with Vincent last week. Let's start with Ariel. Yeah, this week. Yes. Well, this week, so I have been taking notes. I had like my little notebook and I had the book as a reference, but we are at a point where you might as well just throw the book in the air because it's like we're, yes. we're, we're off book. Um, and I, we're off book and actually I didn't, I didn't take, um, I didn't take notes this week, but that was more me being unorganized this week. Um, a lot happened. I will say this again, for me, I am no longer looking at this as an adaptation of Kindred. I am looking at this as its own thing that is pulling from Kindred when it is convenient. Um, and so I am not entirely upset about the story. Like, just kind of in general. It's like, I'm intrigued. Like, you know, um, we've been texting on the group chat. And I was like, this is definitely pulling me in. And I think if I wasn't always saying, well, that's not like the book, I would really just be a little bit more into it. Um, I think 
I guess I my the thing I questioned about this episode was like Luke, the relationship between Luke and Jake. Because at first, <clears throat> like Luke is um now I don't know, I forget what the term is. Now he's not the overseer, but he is kind of given a little more leeway to make sure things are operating on the plantation, you know, as they should. And then so then there's this guy, Jake, who he checks Jake a few times and it's and at first I was Jake is a white guy. Which, no, if he has you should probably mention Jake is white. Yeah. Jake is a white guy. He's a white guy, but he's but he's Irish. Which I think is which I think is part of it. So yeah. so when I heard the Irish accent, I was like, oh, okay, so he's not white, he's Irish. And I mean, and also to the point of like, you know, just, um, I mean, we all know like race is a social construct, but even just the, this thing that we call whiteness, it's it's really not real because the line moves. Who gets to be white changes over time. And so, you know, this is a point where it's like, okay, you're Irish, you're not white. So I didn't, I didn't, think that was necessary I was like okay well maybe that's why this is happening okay cool but then I was confused I was like then why is he allowed to sit at the table why with the family allowed to sit at the table with the family <laughs> yes and her family okay. member he's her cousin right okay so it's like so if he's the family member then why does he have an Irish accent it just it just gets convoluted it's like is he Irish or is he white because if he's Irish and he's being talk down to you. I mean because Luke tells him get back to work you know and, but, but at the but then he's sharing food at the Wayland's table but Luke don't even sit at the Wayland's table so that doesn't make any sense so that was one of the things that was taking me out of it because I'm like wait what is actually happening because if if we saw the Waylands also treat Jake like less than then it's like okay this all makes sense but we're getting two different things that I don't think would have been happening at the time I think he is treated less than by the Waylands he just is a family member so he gets to sit at the table but if he was a family member then luke wouldn't be able to talk to him any old kind of way i don't think so i think he just got to the country i think whiteness i think whiteness is an accumulation over time i think you become white as you're in a society for a certain amount of time i think he's certainly got the foundation foundational behaviors and proclivities for being a white man but I do think that given the time and where he was coming from, if we are going to allow that accent to mean he's Irish, I think he just got here. And Tom is bothered by him. He's aggravated. He hates his wife, so he really hates him. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the way I kind of so, read it. Like him, like Tom putting him underneath Luke was almost kind of like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you got to pay your dues. Yeah. Like she's making me, you know, find work for you. So I'm going to do as much as I can to demean you as possible. Yeah, you still you still white, so you get to eat at the table because you are you are you related to Margaret and everything like that. But no, you are going to have to. This is bullshit. This would never happen. No, 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 no. Stop. This would never ever have happened in the history of people. This would never have happened. I don't know. He, no, no, it would never have happened. He would never. What I was. I said I know he didn't boss him around. I said, okay, okay, well, maybe. And then he took the gun from him. The only- there's, there's no, there, there's no historical anything of black people weren't allowed to have guns. For sure. But I think that, I think that I have heard historical, historical accounts of families where, um, you know, enslaved children grew up next to white children as, as they're saying, like Luke has been Tom Whelan's 
brother. There's been a kinship between them, despite... There's no way Luke has a gun. There's no way Luke touches a gun. No. There's no way Luke touches a gun. I I agree. And then he carries a gun, you know, practicing gun safety. I was like, wow, that's actually how you're supposed to carry a shotgun. Yeah. As if he's used to carrying a gun. Right, right. He's, he's an old hat. I agree with you. In You don't have to agree with me. It's like agreeing with me that water is wet. Like, I agree. Okay. I agree with you that the sky is glad you agree with me with objective reality. There's objective reality. But however, however, at least at, at this moment in the discussion, as we are discussing it, we're talking about the reality of this show. And I really honestly, honestly, just give me a moment. I can, I can see the steam. It, I really wasn't focused at that moment so much on the gun, even though you're right. I was just really focused, focusing on the status in that moment. It still did read odd to me as well. And I don't, it certainly doesn't, but uh, historically, and it, um, and it makes this just a show. Again, you kind of said it when you first came in that seems to have a, a very skewed look at what slavery was. Um, I'm like, Ariel, if we're saying that this man is not white, he doesn't eat at the table. Right. He eats in the kitchen. He eats in the cookhouse. He has his own quarters. But eating at the dining room table says that he has a certain level of status. Yeah. Because yeah, like I would- show itself isn't even consistent. Because I would even say he wouldn't necessarily eat in the cookhouse because there would I feel like there would have still been a delineation of like you are not you're not them. you're not black you're not what? enslaved but you're not us either so you'd be in that in between not again not at the table talking big talk like getting Rufus in trouble like you know what I mean like it didn't make sense it didn't make sense to me I didn't mean to cut, but the gun the gun thing did just just I just don't gives white people that much credit to be that consistent in the practice of the mores or whatever around around the way that a plantation works i, I do I, I, I think that's the yeah, whole thing if it's one thing they were consistent about it was uprisings right so they were real consistent about that gun shit. and i think in inconsistent about class like again right. so right. And, and again for like for an for an irish man coming over he is not white like you know what i mean he hasn't been here long enough to to be white he sounds irish i know but tom tom has a wife who's obviously got irish blood mm -hmm. and he hates her <laughs> he, he essentially blackmailed his neighbor right dead wife's brother for or brother-in-law for his land because he found out he was gay. Right. Like, Which, he's uh, into a lot of weird shit. Like, he gets into... He's... We're seeing how there there's this nuance to the flavor. And not to mention, he didn't even have a plantation of that size in the last episode. So, it. I think he's... He shows a lot of the signs of being newly wealthy in that way also or having like not understanding how to keep a plantation of that size together so i just i do think that those are the conditions under which an uprising can happen perhaps no 
that's not the standard, but maybe it's foreshadowing for an uprising because shit is now loose. Like he's got his idiot cousin-in-law running things. He's got his so-called brother, but that he went and slept with his woman. I mean, now I'm skipping to (laughs) other things, but we see that like Tom got his woman, Celeste, pregnant, you know? I I think he raped a slave. He raped he raped, enslaved woman. he raped but he raped the the enslaved woman that his so-called brother luke was shocked by that luke was hurt by that luke was yeah but I we can't know, discount which again i was like did, did luke just look did he just get enslaved two weeks ago i know but that's I, not fair you can't like you can't take away people's ability to these characters were we can potentially think of them as real people then you can't take away the humanity in that they might have allowed a glimmer of hope like he said we thought we were going to be able to work for our freedom like that was a real thing people did set up expectations and try to build trust and bond for 30 years now he says himself i hear that yeah you know he broke promises he's he's gotten other people for well, yeah, like he's, he's seen it, he's right? Seen, uh, seen how he is. Well, to like sort of look more deeply at that relationship, I wondered because we don't have this, so this is like conjecture on my part. It's like, are they brothers? Like, are they brothers, brothers? Right? Because it's like they seem to be close in age, and like they've known each other as they were children, and so they talk about Nigel's mother right. being sold when Hannah dies, and then you know he sees that Luke really had like has a real relationship with Celeste. And when he says he was like, I was proud of it. I was proud of her. And then Tom mm-hmm. comes in to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's and always done that. Because, Everything that he's ever been proud of. He's taken. he's taken and really took it because, you know, as we see in the episode, Celeste dies in childbirth. The child also dies and the child's not even Luke's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so again, just all of that, it made me just wonder like, are they brothers, brothers? And right. So Tom was secretly raping her? No, not see, but you know, you he probably hoped it was his the baby, right? Because he seemed shocked. That I don't the baby think could have Luke not been knew it. that. I don't think Luke knew that. Tom right. So had... Tom was secretly raped. No, I right. think I thought I think I thought he knew. Oh, I thought I he thought he was shocked. No, he there. said what Luke said was, "I was not careful enough with Celeste. I was so proud of her, and I knew that anything Tom saw me with, he would take. So it was more likely that." I think we, I think saw Celeste in the first or second episode. Remember, like upstairs or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he tried to like get her away and was like, "You go, like don't stay around here," because he didn't want Tom to have eyes on her. Didn't want the household to have eyes on her. Right. So by this time now, mind you, we've now it's at least four years, maybe five, since we first, right, right. right. So I think that, yeah, what has what happened was Luke is reflecting on the way that he was so proud. He got comfortable with being, you know, open with the relationship. And Luke has now. Um, Tom, very so. I mean, excuse me, Tom has now. It's very so. I was very so. Yeah, it's it very so. But I was thinking I, I was thinking so now, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, it long ago dipped into melodrama in this that. And I'm like, oh. Wow, you know, this is not right. This is not hitting for me. 
not doing anything for me at all. But I'm sorry, we feel, I feel like I cut you off. Yeah. No, so, yes, please. Just venting. You're right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, please, go ahead. No, no, I'm just to, just to jumpstart the, the conversation, because again, I think that was the most the, the most glaring thing. It was like, I don't understand where this Irish guy fits in. Like so, so that was other thing, and then my other the other piece that I just wanted, um, obviously that we talked about was that relationship between uh, Tom and and Luke. Because again, it's never said, but that just like the tit for tat that that Waylon is is doing with Luke makes me think that like they are brothers, brothers, and that's something of a of like of a rivalry. You know, well, well, first of all, before digging into time a little bit in that vein, the show at least dispenses with the the theory that we definitely were espousing from our last episode that Tom was also gay. Yeah, we don't. I don't see that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dispenses with that, right? Yeah, show. Right. We've been talking about how blackmail. But I do think it was implied early on. I think they tried well, yeah, about this show and the show was like yeah I don't want to keep that. saying that. like y'all <laughs> y'all doing a whole lot of work yeah for this show that is really not there okay I we go Vince. what do what should we really focus on because I don't know where to put my eyes or my hands on this thing so I'm doing what I can I <laughs> I'm trying to stay above water. You with try this to make thing. a quilt. I'm trying to honey, try to make a quilt. Honey, is G's bend over here? I'm trying to make a quilt. <laughs> Got these scraps, honey. That you gonna make something beautiful? I'm trying. I hope they're listening for the second season. Bring us on. We'll be, bring us to the writers. We'll oh, but I also wanted to say the what's the family name that you mentioned before that Rodas? Rodas. And so now we almost have like an underground. Railroad story. And I said this, if Harriet Thomas show up. No, girl, I was thinking that they were trying to put Dana as Harriet now. Now that Olivia charged her with, you better help. Well, And I was like, Lord Jesus. When please. Olivia said, I have a contact coming. And I was like, well, Olivia would certainly know who Harriet Tubman was. Mm-hmm. So like. Right. Right. Oh, if they bring Harriet into the next episode. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, cons- I was like, oh no, are we? Harriet is definitely gonna spin around and be like, what I do, y'all? I, go back to what I, I, I feel, I feel a little bad for the creators because mm-hmm. I do think, you know, you're between a rock and a hard place. On the one hand, don't want to just have this depiction of slavery as this sort of endless theater of horror, like it was. But then on the other hand, you can't make it too light because it's disrespectful. And I just, this is just not a show that is able to thread the needle. Like, can't like I get this spot. sense, like, like Dana just does... <laughs> Like the gun thing, I said, there's absolutely no way this is going to get worse than the gun thing. And then Dana said, hold my beer. <laughs> and she told the woman, she told the woman, you shouldn't exert yourself so much. <laughs> when she, because she was pregnant and she asked the stuff in her head. And Dana said, hey, you shouldn't exert yourself so much. And I was like, maybe Dana doesn't know how slavery works. I know. I know. Like maybe no one knows how slavery works. They don't see. So, you know, but, you know, she's chilling, reading a book. 
She really was. I was like, shocked was by that. Chilling. I was shocked by that. They Read gave the her book? the the even you can audibly hear the the page down. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. They tried to give us an ASMR moment there. I I keep being struck by how much of this show happens around Dana. Dana is like yeah. like there's like she is a witness to some things, but really, she is not really hands-on with a lot. Kevin, I don't think they knew how to Kevin's do got that. like nine plots. I was about to say, yeah. Kevin is more of an active agent in this thing than she is. Maybe she realized uh, four episodes in that she's not the main character, actually. She's like, what the that? fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh, God. Kevin's playing sad journey songs and Mrs. Whalen is flirting with them. But she was flirting with him from from jump. From the jump. Yeah, yeah. Took her shot. Well, well, it sounded like he was taking a good shot. No. No. When he said leave him, leave No, I can see how she misinterpreted that. Uh, no, yeah, I can I can see know. that. I can see that. But but, uh, was, but to be fair, she oh, mis she misinterprets she most things. Right. Yeah, she's a, she's a goofy woman. <laughs> she is. She is goofy. Saw that long. <laughs> oh, that, not the one. Are you playing the, the journey songs? And and he said you need to leave him for a man that really sees you. And and he was playing journey. I was like, well, what did you say? What did you say when he was kicking that to her? You said he's um. Oh, yeah, I. <laughs> they're trying to um position him as like the inspiration for first wave feminism. He inspired oh, her to like, right. you better get out of this, right. sister. I'm not going do better than that, right. sister. Right. I keep expecting somebody to run in and, hey, Chuck, this is your cousin, <laughs> Reggie Barry. Listen to this. Oh, my God. I'm trying to find the list of writers because that was the other thing that I, I peeped, like, as the credit, the opening credits were rolling, that the, uh, or, yeah, I think for one of the episodes, I saw them in the beginning, and, I, and I, it's written by, and I was like, Brittany left this up to that person, and I noticed, like, not all the writers are black, right. you know, like. I, I think so they're the, setting like, it up. That, yeah, I think they're headed for, you know, the end of the first season. I think the first season probably, and, and I haven't watched the last two episodes, right. but it looks like, it looks like they're setting up Dana. Like Dana's coming to this understanding about what slavery is, because mm. apparently America's high schools and colleges have failed her, and huh. really? she's. Um, I think it's going to end with her getting whipped, because that's what happens in the book when she teaches. Um, isn't that the episode? Isn't that the way that the show starts? Is that her back is all whipped up? Does it? Yeah, that was the very first scene. Is her in? A tank top with uh, she does have like her some kind back of blasted open, and she gets into the tub. We see yeah. her like right. Oh, that's how the whole thing yeah. opens. So right. That's probably where we're that's gonna close out, right? And this and that's gonna be the five year leap. Yeah, and that's gonna be the five year leap. Yeah. Uh, this episode, Winnie, was written by uh, well, Teleplay was by Zenzio Price. Um, I don't know whether or not they're. I'm about to look their name up. Hate to tell you, we come over you now. Uh, and Celeste was written by Joy Checking and Noah Rubenstein. Well, Rubenstein, 
I mean, you know, I think the, the buck stops with the creator, though. It does stop with the creator. Right, he's the one that laid out the story beats. Brandon mm-hmm. Jacobs. Wesleyans. Yeah, the, uh, Robert Monroe Jr. Yeah. Uh, posits, the more I watch Ripples in Time, the less I want to watch Kindred. That TV show isn't what I envisioned when I heard that a TV show of Kindred was being produced. Well, I think that's true for everyone. But, well, yeah. everyone that's read Well, everyone that's read the book. Because yeah. to your point, there are, I've spoken with uh, a few people who have watched the series and say they enjoyed it. That read the book? That didn't read the book. Okay. So yeah. they so they read the, they watched it and they, they enjoyed it. They're looking forward to season, season two. It's hard for me to discount what I've learned about the book yeah. from it, watching it, because I've never read the book. But I will say, watching the first episode, had talked to the all. Very little about what happened in the book. I was not hooked. Yeah. And as with each succeeding episode, I become less and less engaged. Mm-hmm. And and that's my question. Like like I think this is a show that wants to have it both ways. On the one hand, they want the hook of this being the prestigious mm-hmm. first exactly. adaptation of an Octavia Butler right. work. But then they've divorced themselves from all of what makes the book so powerful. So then the question is, could this stand on its own? Like, I think that's really the question. If this was not connected to Octavia Butler, could this show act stand on its own? And that, and there is the rub because to me, it doesn't stand on its own because like when this Jake is introduced, in my mind, I'm like, oh, the last thing this show needs is another white guy. Right, just so, more, more, more characters. Right. More, more characters, right? So I like, so I'm not feeling, wasn't feeling it there. I wasn't feeling the reality of the situation. It came to your point, you know, how slavery is being depicted. Um, the acting is, has grown more abysmal with each episode. Wow. In my eyes. Um, well, can I ask, because I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Can you, not necessarily, I don't necessarily, not in all cases, so. Example, Dana. We've pointed out Dana and Kevin. I just uh, Kevin has the same look the entire time. I gave him props on one episode. I think it was episode two. He did a couple of scenes where I was like, "All right, I see where you're going, dude." But now this character, I'm just not feeling. And uh, Dana is basically a blank slate the entire series. Some of that may be the direction we just recognize that Dana doesn't have much to do, but she's not giving me any type of levels in as far as how she is dealing with this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of work to do with her for the last two episodes for us to trust that in the second season, she's going to like really show us something, you know, like she's going to be as invested as we are. In- right. Um, and, and this, like, I don't, you know, kid actors get a pass, so I'm not going to pick on any of the, of the children. The woman that plays Margaret, I She's do, a great actress. You think she's a great actress? Yeah, she's doing a great she's detestable. <laughs> you actually hate her. Yeah, I hate her. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I mean I just get like hate her. I get Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman vibes off of her. But that maybe that's what she's going for. Um Tom, the actor that plays Tom, I don't know what Tom is supposed to be. Is that it, sometimes he's he, he seems uh, intelligent sometimes it seems like a, a doofus he never seems intelligent to well, me smarter than he <laughs> seems to be at other than times. your average bear I, I just 
none of nobody feels believable in their role. So very few of the the actors. Okay, so I'll say Olivia. Yeah, my, there you go. And Luke, like I mean, so I like when when so when so no, I'm making fun of Luke. When I I don't know when Celeste dies and the way that he plays the scene when he touches the baby's hair and mm-hmm. it's blonde and and so he you see him kind of dealing with that i thought he did a i thought he did a really good job and i think we haven't got to see a whole lot of luke and this is the most we've seen him but i i was actually drawn in by his performance i like the one scene with olivia and dana where they're sitting by the river. Sitting by the river. She's telling her the truth. And I like that. Like, yeah. like, 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 like that was one. the scene where I. Well, like I've always said, like I wish. It's it's almost like they took everything that was great about Dana in the book, and put it in Olivia, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and then made Olivia a side character. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wish Olivia was the protagonist of this show, and then. I wish that there were more scenes talking about it doesn't seem like Dana has as much to do. There have quietly not been a lot of scenes with mother and daughter. Like for you to add this element that she found her mother, it's not a whole lot being done with that relationship. It's not. It also, and I think there's real meat there. There is meat there. You could argue that there's meat other places as well, but the direction, like, I feel absolutely no intensity feeling about what's going on. It seems very by the numbers. And everything just seems seems mildly inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, you don't really get a sense of the danger mm-hmm. that everybody is in. It's mm-hmm. like everyone's just sort of mildly inconvenient. I think I have, like, the emotions that maybe y'all w- are looking for from the show i'm experiencing the emotions from the show as well as my own study of the era and kind of the um i'm allowing myself to create like a composite with mm-hmm. this and other like i said watching hair rewatching harriet thinking about the book looking at the graphic novel like i'm creating sort of a composite experience for myself uh that I'm, I am uh, having some visceral reactions to certain parts. The, the thing about, you know, Olivia and Dana having that quiet moment, to me, them not having had one until then or having to steal away to, like, find time is, is kind of on point with the fact that families were not able to connect, were not able to have time together and things like that. I... I think I'm making sense of a lot of the things that are happening in the show based on my research of that era. And so I, I am having a hard time throwing it away completely. But what I will say is that I, I, and this is where I stand on, I think you, you were sharing that your main question is, couldn't, can this stand on its own? I think my, my question, which really doesn't matter. But this is this is the one that's on my heart and my head is like, can we just can we acknowledge that this show was made too late? It's too late to have made Kindred. Mm-hmm. We needed to have made it in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it the, the show as it is. 
no, no not as it is we needed to have done the adaptation right, right. of the book right the book itself. in the 90s yeah i mean in one of your earlier comments you said we should have had this right alongside roots and roots was earlier than the 90s but um or, yeah, was, i was right. thinking more like a long roots remember when they came out with the gift right mm. and it was like the christmas holiday special i agree thing? i don't remember that yeah it's oh, like yeah. the next but it was part of it's like okay. a, it's a mini series it okay. wasn't a film the way that roots was like a film it was then a mini series of kind of like episodic. like queenie because that now was... you're bringing in other things that are part of my composite yeah. like i'm using all of these kind of i wonder if other folks other black folks in particular are making meaning of the show in the same way like like oh, drawing that. from just sort of finish your thought it should have been made earlier because i think that we had time for octavia to consult on this film i think we had time for sort of the work i mean even if it had been started back then mm -hmm. even if it had taken that long this long it could have taken 20 years to make it i i just think that having it rooted in that time you know without the social media kind of woke you know nomenclature that we're like stuck to right now mm -hmm. kind of being so insidious in it like it just feels too it feels too too much like dana and kevin are so very different from that time that we don't I just feel like we know so much more about slavery like just the general i just feel like the generalized populace knows more than they did in the 80s but what I'm saying is Octavia Butler wrote this book and knew a lot. Right. And so an adaptation of the film with complete study of her work right. would have absolutely given enough. Like if you can, I'm sorry, oh, if no, you no, can no. do Stephen King's work oh. to the T, if you can do any of these people, you could do this. No, no, no. I, I guess what I'm saying is part of what takes me out of it is how old are we saying Damon is? 26. 26. So she's born in 19. Well, what year is it? Well, I think it's 2016. Show, Isn't it 2016 in the it's show? 2016 okay, in the so show. I don't remember. Born in 19 what? 90. 90. Yeah, right. She's born in 1990. She's in high school in 2004, 2005. I just feel like you know, they're she, not teaching Octavia Butler. They're not teaching not Octavia Butler, but I think if she went to a high school in Brooklyn, it's a good chance that she knew more about slavery than somebody in 1980 would have known. So that her just sort of shock. I just don't even know her family them. either. Like it's, I don't think it's about so family. I just think it's about, again, like half of my kids read Frederick Douglass in high school. Like half of my kids, you know, like 12 years of slave won awards. Like, I just think there's a generalized, kind of like like the two of them are so just wide-eyed and shocked at everything yeah that it's hard for me to take them serious like like it it's just it just doesn't match up for people their age right for me do they have to let them be that because they're stunned that they're even there well yeah, okay. do we have to still let them just have i mean that? how long are they gonna be stunned i guess but the thing is it's one thing to 
factually know something like, yes, I know this is a system. I know that these are things are happening. It's another thing to see it playing out. And I think, you know, as someone who was educated in the American public school system, the way they teach about the institution of slavery, it's very detached. Mm -hmm. And I think it is only, I think probably starting in college where you're starting to have more in-depth conversations about things. You're looking at people who were enslaved as human beings, like people who had wants, desires, love, fear, and not just like, oh, the slaves. Because I like, I mean, even yeah, how you have taught, to learn that. You have to learn that the way. Right. And I mean, the way I was taught is like, oh, the slaves and mm-hmm. Abraham freed the slaves. But there's no talk of like these were human beings that should not have been in this situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. And why, you know, the, the attitudes and, and prejudices that allowed all that to happen. So I think. Like it is like I do want them to get with the program like Dana I want you to watch your mouth like that kind of stuff like don't don't talk crazy mm-hmm. but I'm not upset that I see them process what they're seeing before them because I can't say like if I got transported back even though I know right. I would still be like what you know you're just yeah. like, what in the world is going on and it's a it's like it's a nightmare yeah. right so I'm okay with the disbelief because I think that's human no I'm fine with the disbelief I'm fine with the disbelief I can even narrative 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 for stories for stories reason I can make sense of Dana be being able to acclimate herself to it a little better because of whatever may be going on within her on a physical uh in a physical way with being the person you know that's getting pulled back here in in a way I could even make sense of Dana to say something like that Kevin's all shutness about it. Like, it's just becoming more and more, more and more annoying. And I think he's acclimating. Yeah, I, he didn't feel it. This episode, yeah, he did he not feel, feel like that. Shucks. Yeah, he felt, he, I felt like he, there are moments where he's thinking on his feet. Honey, he's, he played the song, yeah, yeah. lady, and told her to leave your man, baby. <laughs> he's feeling comfortable. Yeah, but he was a Tartan's Walgreens. Walmart. Yeah, I would. Yeah, like. But I think Walmart. I think that 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 was Barney because, Rubble look on his face. I think me. he did that though, and again, maybe it's me thinking about the show more than it thinks about itself. Um, but I think he did that because he saw how deep he got into it with her in that moment, and he had to snap out of it. He really was in it with her no. when they were at that piano. I think he had to gather himself after oh, he that. Gather himself because it was. Mm-hmm. A, it, he definitely. Knew and remind himself, bitch, you're from the future. Well, yeah. Um, well, you mean you think he likes her? Not likes her, but I think that he played, like, he was very in, in the, the moment. moment. In okay. the moment. He was very in the time with her, you know? He was fully in his empathy with her mm-hmm. in a way that I think he was, he's been struggling to be in empathy with Dana, you know, and then he, he's been in disbelief about tom i think he was fully experiencing himself as like an empathetic human with her in that moment and he had to i cannot believe that they are knocking boots in the past yeah i actually that made me really uncomfortable very basically uncomfortable i was like this does not seem like what y'all should be doing like (laughs) focusing like like when he said when he said oh yeah rufus 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 really likes you. Looks like I got some competition. That was disgusting. I was like, dude, read the room. Gross. 
But apparently, this is the room. That is, yeah, the that room. is. Apparently, that's she was room. into it. She was into room. it. Not. Oh my God, Kindred is in a, Kindred. The show is an escape room, guys. So what they call the cornrows? It's like, oh, they're having a cute little. Oh, wait a minute! They're in the middle of the American Holocaust. What am I thinking? Yeah, but again, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the tension of the moment yeah. of where they are. It's not felt. They're sitting there sharing iPods. Hey, they're, they're listening to the music on the phone. We could listen to at least three a night until I, next Tuesday. We can make this work. Yeah. Now that, yes. Oh, that was God. too much. It's a, I, I will say that to that point. I did not enjoy that part. It's making me think about her time with Olivia that she was so upset with Olivia not wanting to come back yet. She's doing all of these things that are kind of pointed towards her staying Dana staying mm-hmm. that she's like getting more comfortable there. So that was a little weird. What do you really want? Do you really want to go back with Olivia? Do you want to get out of there? What do you, I can't tell what Dana wants. Well, I don't think the show has, has yeah. shown us. No. Yeah. Yeah. Dana's walking around like, what do I want? Because I don't have anything to do. I was about to right. say, it's, right. so it's a lot of downtime for Dana. Like, yeah. It's like, a lot of downtime. Empty his bedpans. Finally. Yes, I'll do it. Right. Like, God, right. right. I mean, I think she, I mean, she's definitely. Dumb she, I mean, she's underutilized. And I think she, when I say I'm enjoying it, I it's not Dana. It's like I am interested in uh, Olivia. I'm interested in Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she yeah. is. It's like she poisoned her something else. Like, with, a cook. Right? Yeah, she's there. I like her. But what was the plan actually? Well, I think she was trying to set it up so Winnie would be pulled from the kitchen, right? Because right. she doesn't want to lose her spot, right? Well, and so she's, no, she's trying to prevent Tom from selling her daughter, right? Well, because I think, but I think her as well. Because I think with Winnie coming in and and him putting Winnie in the kitchen, obviously it's for other reasons. Right, and she said, "I I know he has." Because Sarah used to be his girl. Yeah, Sarah used to be his girl. She is skilled in the cookhouse. Yes, but now Winnie is in the cookhouse. Right, and Sarah is being sent off on errands. Yes, and she's doing her side her side shit with this baking, Mm -hmm. poison baking. Yeah, and. She's trying to avoid her and her daughter being separated in the sale. Sure. Down to Virginia as she hugged, because that's what we what we get from the hug that she shares with Dana when she asks her, "Weren't you pregnant the last time you were here? Where's the baby?" Right. And Dana tells her, "That was actually a nice." I lost her baby. I lost the baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you lose your baby, no matter whether it's your baby, right, lose your Mm -hmm. baby. And I was like, "Well, that's a nice. This is a nice Mm moment." Yeah. But I am interested in Sarah also. Yeah, I'm really interested. I just, I, because she, she reminds me of, oh, I'm going to forget the actress's name, but in Underground, um, the woman who was kind of overseer, like, of the house mm-hmm. um, and ultimately murdered that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but nobody was mad about that. I said, that's a fact. I had to sit back. But, but just in her, she is she is actively working like it's so again she's one of these people who is assumed to have no power but she is moving in the ways that she can move Mm -hmm. and she's just very interesting to me and it's like she really just 
poison these people. And I think that's the other, I think that's one of the other things that, that uh, kind of illuminated for me in that moment in this show is like for enslaved people, and even now, like black people understand how white people move very well because we have to, because our survival is based on it. And then for white people, it's like your entire livelihood depends on these people that you treat as human cat, human uh, chattel, and you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about me, and I know everything about you. And I mean, James Baldwin said that. It's like, you don't know anything about me, and I know everything about you. And that, for me, that moment in life, it's like, this lady is cooking your food and poisoning you and your your guests, your family, and you still don't even register her, her as a person. Like, that's wild. And it's a shot of because I could have killed you. And I could have killed you. Len has it. It is um, uh, Amira Van. She played Ernestine mm-hmm. in, in Underground. Um, yeah, and I and, and I really liked her character on that show as well. You Just again, for the same reason, because she moved in a way to keep her family as safe as she possibly could, given, you know, her. She's her. one of the warriors. It's like her archetype. Yeah, in the in the show, I wonder about the Winnie character and how almost proud she is to be Tom's new girl. It's a little weird. I don't know if she's proud. I think she's. I think she's thankful. She's. I think she's thankful that she's not in what they said, North Carolina fields. Yeah, she said at least I'm not in the fields now. She's not in the fields, but also she mentioned I think North Carolina, and she was like, I heard it's real bad down there. I think she's just grateful that her lot wasn't worse and again back to like i don't think the writing for that for her what's yeah, it called but, well Dana just telling that. her to run was just it was just amazingly reckless like else you know it's funny we talked last week about um olivia tom dana that white man's gonna get you killed mm-hmm. dana might fool around and get everybody killed uh-huh because you know, yeah. that, oh, well, let's just run away. It's like, you don't just run away. And I am glad they addressed that to a certain extent. Like, you don't just run. Right. This is a, well, underground. The, you know, the Misha Green always said, like, the hook for underground is that this is a heist. Mm-hmm. But the heist is human people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a heist. You don't just get up and, hey, let's run. Right. And I thought it was real reckless to take Winnie to... Olivia's and I mean I understand like that's your only other point of contact but it's like she's a free woman right you don't you don't you cannot do that you didn't think about right but I think that also to to speak to their mother-daughter relationship I think she's literally doing the thing that your teenage daughter does that your young adult daughter does put you in a in a position right so she's doing these stupid things as a young woman with her mother and her mom has to be like Yes, I did tell you to help. I didn't really mean this. Okay, just come on, you know. So I, I, again, probably me thinking deeper about the show that it does about itself. But perhaps these are some of the coincidences that just happen to like work because we're actually we can say that there's like more relationship there than we're seeing. Um, but it is. Unless you just have hands, the the rule. A little hatch, right? He's got the he hatched, right? 
had a piece of furniture. I mean, which makes you think maybe she is already I participating. She's, right. already participating she's already participating, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, she's got plans to go north, and she's related. Like, oh, it. This was what I was thinking of on the way here. Olivia has maintained relationship even as a free woman with the people from the plantation. And that is that is so valuable to me because she's while she could live this life with Alice, both free off, you know, kind of more self-sufficient or tucked away, isolated. They have maintained this connection. I do wonder about the logistics of that. Like, like, how has she maintained? Like, well, she was she... on the plantation before. She had to be sent away, right. Yeah. right? So we don't know enough about why she was at the plantation or under what context. Right? How does she get free? Did they mention it? Because I refuse to watch. Things. No, but the thing is that they also told us that her mother was there as well. So we don't, we don't know. Like, okay, oh, hey, no, Gar. They didn't say. Wait, hey, Hagar. Oh no, no. I mean Olivia. How is Olivia free? I That's really, what I'm saying is like we don't know. But she also just showed up. And said they said Olivia's a free woman. So Olivia traveled to the past, and somehow between when Olivia traveled to the past and when the show started, Olivia's just a free woman. But we don't know how. I'm just asking. We don't know. Is, that is correct. Yeah, we don't know. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the world. Okay. All right. She didn't. She also didn't come with a white man. Well, that's so. That's what I'm saying. Kevin, come the more reason. Kevin arriving with her. Not to think that when she arrived. Right when Olivia arrived free. from 19, so, 1985. So that makes me think about, you know, elements of the book again, like maybe creating papers. Maybe one of her like return trips, she created herself some papers, and brought with her to like prove her freedom. We just don't. Just you know, and we just don't know. And they chose not to do right, the book, right. so and, now and, we and, can't. And you know, and the thing about the book is that it made sense. Well, well, because <laughs> Butler sets up this tension between Tom Whelan and Dana. We're almost from the beginning. Tom Whelan knows something is up with this woman, right? And she's here to save my dumbass son. Like, he figures out pretty early she shows up to save his dumbass son who's always about to die. So, like, he doesn't use the word witch, I don't think. But, like, he's like, all right, like, I got to be real cool with her. They're using that language against um, Olivia in this. Well, and that's what I, well, that's kind of what I was, I was wondering if that sort of happened. Like, Olivia showed up and people were like, it's something going on with yeah, something about so what i'm saying right. it feels like they split i said this last time it feels like they split right. the character up that we know as dana right over a few characters because this free woman living within walking distance of the plantation mm-hmm. seems like something that didn't happen that often like free black people intermingling with enslaved africans and mm-hmm. and then she and then she's a woman is she, that like she's well so, it would have to be a woman i can't see a a Can't black man right. living free, true, close by. What were you saying about Hagar? Well, because in the beginning of the show, Hagar's still alive, mm-hmm. right? And she is a free woman, and that's the whole thing. So Alice is free. So I actually thought, like, when Hagar died, maybe she she's using her papers. Because I actually did have the sure. paper. I was like, if she's free, there is documentation to that. And I don't know how... Um, 
how many times Olivia went back and forth before she got stuck. Right. Which is which is because they do what? they do imply that, that she had trips because she would talk about it and her family thought, thought she, was she was crazy. Crazy. So I have a question about that with regards to when did she get pregnant with Dana? Was Dana born in the past or was she born on this side? Was the patroller actually Dana's father? Wait. And is that why Olivia is like, what'd you do with him? Where is he? He was able to, you know, go. You took him with you. I'm I'm really I, I started like thinking family tree things. Well, and I want to know more about. Well, I don't even know where to go with the family tree because the character we know as Alice and who Alice is supposed to be. It now seems to be Carrie. Right. And right. so now I'm like, wait. So so again, I kind of had uh, what I thought was happening because I'm mm -hmm. I'm taking people's names to mean something. And yeah. it's like what you said, that was Alice. Right. <laughs> right. It's like. Right. right. And it's been an Alice in this book for 30 years. And by 30 years, 77. I'm like, you mean. 50, 50 almost 50 years. been Alice in this book. Yeah. So, but so now this, oh, Carrie's a family name. So now it's like, okay, now we're shifting focus to Carrie. So does Alice not matter? It's like, so now I don't even know where to go with the family tree. Yeah, so I, I don't either. I don't, but I'm trying to like just, <laughs> I don't even think there is a Carrie in the book. I wanted to, I wanted to know because, because then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't The lines are spoken about how, you know, now she has to be invested in what happens to Carrie because if not. No, to I, Alice. I mean. In the book, in the Alice. in the book, it's Alice. Alice but is the one. She says, "There." She says the lies. I've got to. I I don't know exactly. Like Carrie can't be sold because right. she needs to stay with Rufus, or I'm fucked. Right, basically. Right. I was so confused by that because I was like, "But Alice is the handsome star." See that's it, but that's what. But when I heard that, I remembered <laughs> y'all saying, right. that." But Alice really also doesn't be on the, from the book for the other person in the show who the book says that she is supposed to be related to. So that's something. And this yeah. whole bit with Lucas and Tom and their relationship Tom is actually in the book it's 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 Rufus. And um what's the little boy's name? Nigel? And it, is he is he Nigel in the book? I think it's Nigel. Right, because remember Nigel is whooping his ass one time mm -hmm. when he calls Dana. Yeah. Apparently, Nigel was about to kill him. But Nigel also is about to learn to read as well. Right, because they, they were fighting over Alice. It's it's too much. It's too much. We need the thing with the red strings to take the stuff from the book and then, you know, see how they transmuted it into, into the show because they've taken a number of the points that we knew and relationships and turned them into the next generation. Right. They, they pulled it out of right. even the generational line. Right. And put it somewhere else. And why are there so many white people? <laughs> like they keep bringing in new white people. Oh, I forgot the blah blah blahs are supposed to be yes. with their daughter. I know and she's got to sing us a song. Kevin's playing. Yeah. Like, what is going on? That was one of my favorite scenes where their child was so fucking underwhelming next to this girl singing arias. <laughs> And that Margaret thinks that her son is like just the shit and she gets knocked down. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, oh, think, I loved it. I think that's the thing. I don't know like what 
Margaret's like class was before she married Tom. But it's just like she just doesn't have any sense. And it's like he had one piano lesson and you're like, oh, shit. It's just like, girl, do you not understand how piano lessons work? You know, He's, you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's like that's it. So unless unless he's a, a musical genius, it's not going to click like that. Like, and 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 constantly putting, I think, constantly putting Rufus in these positions that he is embarrassed. And it's like, lady, in this, especially in the time that we're in, you need your son to like you. It's like your yes. your husband already hates you. If your if your son divorces himself from you, then you're like ass out. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, I mean, given the time and it's like, she doesn't even understand how to navigate her own social situation to me. I think it goes back to what I said about their, them not actually being of the class that they are acting that they are of. Mm -hmm. It's new money. It's new money. The families that come and visit them, even the Brodices knew that they were new money. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, Hannah's sister knew that they were new money. You know, I had to think, okay. Yeah. The mother of of Orphan. Of the... Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah, I don't exactly. need to know that girl's name, Orphan. <laughs> exactly. But it's so much time being spent with Margaret. We're actually meant to um, have our heartstrings pulled a little bit. Right. <laughs> when, when Margaret... <laughs> right. Uh, what, what Kevin, you know, rightfully kind of like, you know, she makes her... She shoots her shot. Shoots her shot. Shoots her shot, young lady. Because he's playing the piano. He's playing the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, and, and Honey, she slipped and that. He, he does, turns over. And he does Kigato. <laughs> Matrix out of there. But that, at that point, that's the third white guy that she's been rejected by. Uh, uh, Tom don't want her. But who is the other guy? I heard her say that. And I was like, who's this guy? She's... I think she, I thought her son. To her but son. also, she's ref- she was referring to um, the one of the doctor or other society people that had come to visit them. Because she, yeah, she was mentioned they're all widowers. With the D, that's a widower also. Yeah. So, and, and this was unclear. So she's trying to get it popping. The, the cliffhanger is that she catches... Kevin and Dana together in the bedroom. Which she's seen before. But why would you open the door? I just assumed. Like, what? didn't everybody assume that they were having sex? Because she's supposed to be his slave. Everyone knows that, but I don't know. Right. Right, so why is she? Like, why did they act like some great secret had been? Well, I don't know yet. I, I think, also, I think, you know, Margaret is, I think, occupying that uh, space of white womanhood where it's like you know full well what your husband is doing but you just you have no power in it so you pretend it's you know I don't know like like there's like was a cognitive dissonance because because when when we're talking about Celeste the whole reason that Carrie is now attending her is because she doesn't want to look at Celeste in her yeah but she, disgusting she didn't say disgusting though she said she there was another word she used but and at first I thought she was just kind of being, you know, being an ass like, oh, I don't want this pregnant lady waiting on me. But it's like, oh, no, she probably figures it's time. She's a memory. of Yeah, she, yeah. she's a she's a and she knows and she just doesn't want to look at her souvenir. I, I, the belly just a souvenir. Tom's the whole time. I did. too. That's why I did. Yes, there, was I, there was not one moment that I didn't think it was so. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I mean, it was Tom's in that also the ownership goes by the mother anyway. So. It was always going to be told. Well, I've been told biologically. Right. Yeah. He had, he had, he had have been raping her. Right. Which is why I was so shocked when Lucas was so shocked. Oh, profane. Uh, did she say profane? Something 
something like that. But I don't know. But again, I think she exists in the space where she's and and then um, when Rufus is with Carrie and then she's like, that's not true. My son, you know, my son wouldn't do that. Again, I think it's just this great denial because it's like she's a white woman and she's supposed to be the pinnacle. And the fact that she's surrounded by white men who none of them want her, including her son. He, I mean, he said a straight up. He, he, what? He, I think he said he hates her. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so There's she is. Yeah. So she's spiraling. I think you know, in in that whole other way. I think they're setting it up for him to not want white women now too, like the people that who he, Rufus that what? they're that they're offering him as potential wives because she also was telling Carrie to get away from her son, stay away from that wench. I think she used the word wench about her now. A temptress, she called her a temptress. Exactly, yeah. temptress. Um, it's it's a lot of things. And I, I think that maybe what we're struggling with is that the people that wrote this, the people that are writing this, from what I've seen of those writers are like, earlier millennials younger millennials yeah and that what what they are trying to give us is a show that we are confronted with everyone's humanity versus just the humanity of the enslaved people like heaven forbid it's just Dana's story i i do think that they are trying i think that this is what it looks like for us to consume work that we know from decades ago before this like particular language mm-hmm. was important and at a time when it was ultra important for us to understand what the experience of slavery was mm-hmm. i think that what we're getting now is a distillate it's like it's the, the runoff of sort of right. the decades that preceded and you're right you know this is probably for someone this is this is for an audience you know that we just happens to not some of the people that i've spoken to about who are enjoying and the the show are um a, a few of them are younger people like in their late 20s 30s and they are just seeing it for what it is yeah no one person actually mentioned not relating to cat but at least could appreciate yeah. what he's what he's talking. You started it with wanting us to see Kevin's humanity and all for love of everything. Holy, let the man be surprised and all of that. You brought I, this in. I did early on, but now it's become coy. I think I I think you don't like the way he looks because I think that's just he is he's that guy. He's just kind of like a little schlubby, like he's a schlubby guy. And you, oh, Alan came for him. He said, "I see you're still a man of fashion." <laughs> yeah, and I, but I think you're looking for Kevin to be more than Kevin is. Like, I, Kevin is Barney Rubble. Period. Uh, Barbara Barrow Jr. asked a question: Is this show disrespectful to Octavia Butler? I can't see a show being produced based on a Stephen King book straying so far from the original text. Uh, this is literally the problem that I'm having with it. Word. I don't. I don't believe it's disrespectful. Disrespectful but... have to be it. You have to have intent. Yeah. For disrespect. Yeah, and I don't. I certainly. Don't, I don't think it is intentionally disrespectful. Yeah. I think it's trying to do. Wait. 
way something way different. It's a different generation's perspective on her work. It's a different generation's distilling of her work. Yeah. It's just yeah. not it's just they're not the lens. same. They're, yeah. They're it's they're a new lens. It her lens as opposed to trying to bring to bring her lens to us. Yeah. Um they're trying to put their lens. Their lens they've filtered it. They've right. put they've absolutely put a filter on it. You know, the lips are full of collagen. The eyes are like a little bit, you know, the lashes are long. Yeah. Yeah. It it actually is it's it is pumped up on on collagen. And it's diluted. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, it's tan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, so much about Butler, especially when she was right, it was so just sort of what we call unapologetically black. Like it was just from this very black perspective and this was Dana's story and all of it and and without trying to be black it wasn't right it wasn't even black militancy it wasn't black power it wasn't black civil rights it was like the the radical thing was censuring a black woman but she really was telling it as it is like even in her archives in her archives you see it's all newspaper clippings it's piles upon piles of her making making her stories based on what is on research on news on current events it's very like logical if p then q i'm gonna give it like this because that's how it happened it didn't have to do it didn't have to perform Okay, I'm. I have to show my ignorance here. Is Journey a group or a song? Because a I don't. Group. Oh, because I don't know. I don't know either. I've just been going along with it. I had a feeling. I was like, I think Kevin is playing a song that has not released yet on this piano. I definitely thought that, but I was like, but I don't know. I don't know this song. Journey. <laughs> um, Journey's. Um, actually, they had. I've a lot of hits. I'm about to say like their big hit. I was like, no, they're not a lot of hits. What what what's the song that we would know? Don't stop believing. Oh, that's uh, Journey. Okay. All right, that's the song on Glee. <laughs> that's how I know it. I'm I'm trying to keep track of how many shows we mentioned tonight because of the last the last. Episode. I think that was Open Arms. I think you were playing Open Arms. I'm pretty sure he was playing as they open hold arms. hands. Hmm. Said so as they were holding hands. Yes. Yes. Because I. <laughs> when I was in high school, it was a lot of white kids that made bad decisions because oh, of this song. Oh, no. Yeah, boy. <laughs> made a lot of bad decisions because of Journey and Open Arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's real talk. That's real talk. Stacy, I'll love you forever, or at least for the next 35 minutes. Pay child support for the next eight. Oh yeah, a lot of bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions. Five minutes. Sneak into this gym for that. Oh boy, that was funny. Are there any other things that we want to just like address about the thing? We've done it. I feel like I. That's episodes five and six of Kendrick. Death March continues. Uh, it's an escape room. I really I feel that. I get, you know what, though? I, I feel like in the beginning, I was like, I'm hating this. Now I'm not hating. Like, again, because it's just, it is, it's, it's over here. And I am genuinely like, okay, I do want to see. I want to see what happens with Wenny. 
Um, I want to know what happens to Carrie. I want to know what happens to Olivia. I'm still like, why would Kevin just open the door knowing Dane is in there? I mean, even though, like, we talked about, didn't everybody know that? But it's still like, for her safety. He knew that like, last time the lady took her up to the attic. Right. It's like, like but keep it on the low for for her safety, if nothing else. So I, I'm still kind of like, oh, Lord, this is going to hit the fans. I don't know what we're getting into next episode, but I'm not hating it. Well, I'll tell you what we're getting into next episode, Ariel. We are getting into episode seven and eight. The concluding episodes of Kindred, ladies and gentlemen, that will be our review next week. Thursday, 7 p.m., right here on YouTube, in the Show Missions YouTube feed, episode 7 and 8 of Kindred here on Ripples and Time. You'll see how this whole shebang. Sheboings. Sheboings. <laughs> because it's got to sheboing at some point. It's got to. Anyway, want to take bets? What are we betting at this point? Yeah. Wait a minute. What was, our last, what was our last bet? One American dollar. Oh, I think we bet an American dollar that he wasn't gay. Is that what we bet? No, no, we didn't. No, no, no. We didn't. No, we, we bet that it was her her mother. I mean, her oh, grandmother, the grandmother who was a mysterious traveler. Yeah. Right. We don't know. So that. we don't know that. We don't know that. A lot of that I don't know that we are really hanging on, hanging on for. I don't think they're going to do it in two episodes, but. Oh, no. Has anyone read anything about it being renewed? I, j- I couldn't read anything because the, I didn't want to ruin the F- next episode. The reviews have been very soft. Yeah. yeah. There hasn't been any word on And I think I fo- I follow like Hulu and I've not seen any any posts. Yeah. I've been kind of thinking that I would wait until we were finished reviewing and then, well, also encourage people to go watch you know give no like make no promises about the the experience that they would have but certainly that they would have our podcast to listen to you know as um sort of comfort and counsel as as they (laughs) had to make sense of what have you done with her work one last question let me ask you do you do you want it to get canceled i do i don't i don't want it to get canceled I, i think for me i think about when black things get canceled, I think it makes it harder for the next black thing to happen. So I don't want it. I, I don't want it to get canceled for that reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's been more disappointing than not in terms of like, I thought I was about to watch Kindred. But if you take a step back, like I said, it is very soap opery. And so, you know, there are moments where I'm like this on the screen just because it, you do get pulled in because it's so all over the place. So I think I think you can watch it and enjoy it. As Lena said, he knows a number of people who've enjoyed it. And you said your wife also enjoys it. Yes. Or just, did she finish it? She finished it and she was kind of like I had to fast forward through. Oh. She said these, the last two episodes are too much. Oh, OK. So I told her I was like. Shut up. Well, I thought that's what I'm saying. When he opened that door and Margaret looked at Dana, especially after having shot her shot and he pulls his hand away and then he he clearly blew up with Dana. It's like, oh, I already knew. I was like, oh, this is about to go crazy. And they've been making love in the afternoon time and shit on the plantation. So I don't even want to get that. I did did not. I thought none of that really made sense. But 
about this versus the book. I think the book does such a wonderful job establishing the relationship between Kevin and Dana as being solid before the whole thing starts. Yeah. Everything that they're going through now, it just seems like they're trauma bonded. I yeah. mean, they're absolutely so, yeah. trauma bonded. It's so it actually yeah. use their relationship. Yeah. Oh, actually, so I did have a, a thing I wanted to bring up, and this would have if I had my notes. In the hospital, the whole Kevin gives this whole speech about this thing is happening to us, to us. But then when Dana goes back, she grabs his arm and then apologizes, like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't mean to grab you." And I'm yeah. like, "Wait, I thought we were now." He was on board, right? And and I mean, he he gets his bearings very quickly and is like, "Well, you go this way, I'll go where's this way." Yeah. He says, well, where's so fine. So, but but it was like, "Why are you apologizing?" Because I thought the whole show of him coming into the hospital to like save you was to be like I'm with you now not I'm with you but when you <laughs> I was going to be like this when you, you travel like so I was I was confused about that but I agree that they are trauma bonding yeah I agree absolutely but yeah I guess I I feel like did they forget the point that they made in the episode prior that he was all in do you want a season two I don't know. Well, I'm gonna see how oh. I'm gonna see how. Like I said, go I'm, at, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm watching it, but we'll see how the, the how, it how it ends, and I might have a different opinion. I don't think it makes it that much harder because this got made after Lovecraft got canceled, and this is True. not it's as not aggressive as... as Lovecraft. Honestly, it doesn't hold a it's Lovecraft candle in the sun. And and as far as Hulu and FX, that the combination of them, this is another show that is kind of definitely geared for black people that it's got like middling reviews. reviews. Yeah. I'm thinking about them. Yeah. Was this them was horrible. Them was horrible. Right. Horrendous. And people asked me about it and I said, do not watch it. It was And I took your advice. I did not watch one moment. There there is no joy in it. And and so here's the difference between it's sadistic. Them and let's say Lovecraft Country, because Lovecraft Country definitely showed trauma, but I felt like there would there were there was also joy, mm-hmm. um, in like when empowerment, empowerment oh, yeah. when Creativity. they activity, and, and there's an examination, and and like for example, Magic. for me when they um banish that ev- the evil doctor from the house, and all of the ghosts become themselves mm-hmm. again in that process. Revolution. I, was, I just thought I was. I was like, yes. I finished that episode. I said I gotta watch that again. Yes. And them is not that. Them no. is just it's trauma porn. And it's and gross. I it's like I did not sign in to just see black people get abused and then and there's no joy. Lovecraft Country when she leans down to say magic is ours now. Black joy. Mm-hmm. I said I was like this is one of my favorite shows ever. I mean even with Watchmen. Like I think about every time I, I like I just rewatched Watchmen, and it's it it just holds. It's like oh my god, this is good. But when her foot went out in the water, I think I, I hear your voice every time. I seeing her black foot, that black skin go over that water. That was black joy, and that's how like that's how I felt. And them does not make you feel like that at all. You just feel like dirty. It's like why did I just like I had to put it away it was very it was very yeah i was i was very upset about it it was just like why would you make this yeah why and again that it to me that was on hulu i thought it was on amazon there was no it was on amazon it was on amazon Amazon. 
my concern about Hulu, the streaming service, with them holding Kindred and then what happens next in terms of, I guess, what they pay for, like what production companies they pay for another series or, or front or whatever, is that Hulu's now got the 1619 Project. Yes. This this docuseries, which, yeah, I know. What day did you I start? Know. Why are you laughing? There was actually... When Dana said to the woman, you shouldn't exert yourself so much. I expected it to pause and Nicole Anna Jones to walk out. (laughs) (laughs) MacArthur and creator of the 1619 Project. This is a demonstration of why we have to teach history in high school. Right, right. So that people don't say things like this. And cut back to and and cut, cut back, back uh, as, uh, or a commercial at least, right, you know, right. for for that show. But I think I think that I'd like to watch this with her. I would pay money to watch this show sitting next to Nicole Hannah Jones and just look at her the whole time. <laughs> I like that, Nicole. How you, like, what do you think? Like, I'm going to. I would pay money for just a YouTube channel with just the camera on her face, right? Reaction, right? As she's yes, watching this. Mm-hmm. See how he's carrying the gun? Because <laughs> he knows how to... This is not his first time carrying the gun. I think the thing is that this shit is not just for black audiences. They're trying to make television for white Look, people as well. Yeah. For Asian people as well. They're trying to make television that... And this might be me going off into some, you know, theory, but you know, the more shows that people can make, the less CRT is needed as, as you know, according to those people, mm-hmm. you know, if they put a little money behind a piss poor adaptation of Octavia Butler's work, then they can argue that CRT is happening across media. There you go. And I think that this is a, a sort of pathetic stand in for what we really need. But I don't think I don't I don't know what we're actually going to get if they're also putting 1619 on Hulu. I don't know. I, like, how? How do we? Well, at least 1619, they they purchased it. So. I'm just saying that the likelihood of us getting another set of series purchased and made that are about black stories that are made by black, you know, producers. Sorry, we can we can add. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> no. You said that out loud. <laughs> it's fine. We can. You were, you were quite the monster too. It's fine. Yeah. Continuing on brand. Uh, so, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>